Welcome to the sermon podcast of Kusada Baptist Church. We want to be a lighthouse to guide you on your journey through life. Listen as our pastor, Dr. Jim Graham, shares a message from God's Word and offers sound biblical direction for your daily life. We've been uh, walking through the book of uh, Jeremiah together. We just started last week, and my question this morning is, are you thirsty? Now, I don't know why you were really thirsty. It might have been because it was August and it was you're in Alabama. It could have been that. It's just hot, right? Or it could be that you just ate five pieces of pizza an hour ago and all of a sudden your body says, uh, the salt is drying me up and I need water. Whatever reason happened, you, uh, you, you know, we get thirsty. And we all have to hydrate. We all have to have something to drink and our body craves that hydration it needs it and uh, it will let you know if you're you're not getting enough water there's a guy in my small group he was in the first service he actually said something out loud I said well I'm fixing to call you out Uh, uh, he had asked us to pray for him he was having some medical problems his potassium levels were all out of whack and uh, he goes to the doctor you know and all this stuff is he going to have to have medication what is going to happen and here's what they told him you are woefully underhydrated. you're not drinking enough like and so he had to just start drinking so now when he comes to small uh, small group he uh, he's got his uh, water bottle uh, with him how many of you right now have a, I see you drinking. How many of you have a drink with you right now? Okay, all right, let's talk. Wow, that's a lot of people. Um, we can try to quench our thirst in a myriad of, good timing, Doobie, uh, with a myriad of ways. Um, there are teas, there are juices, there are coffees, there are alcoholic drinks, there are energy drinks. There are seltzers and shakes and fruit punch and lemonade. There is milk and there is dairy milk and almond milk and soy milk. And, right, there are so many types of beverages. But there is one that is far superior than every other beverage when it comes to quenching your thirst and hydrating your body. And it is what? That is correct. It is water. But now water is amazing. Because the quality of water can change dramatically. Water has three main factors of quality. There's physical, there's chemical, and there's biological. Here are the physical qualities of water. Electrical conductivity, salinity, total dissolved solids, Turbidity, temperature, color, taste, odor. Water can be very different. Chemical parameters. There's pH, acidity, alkalinity, hardness, chlorine, and dissolved oxygen. And biologically, you've got bacteria, algae, nutrients, viruses. I would say water can be very different. When I was growing up, when I was a kid, a lot of people had well water. Did you grow up, anybody grow up in those days with well water? We used to go to this lady's house. They, her name was Aunt B, just like Andy Griffith kind of thing. The only thing is, I don't think she was really our aunt. I don't know why we called her Aunt B, but I will tell you this. Her water was horrible. 
It was the worst thing in the world. It was so bad, like it tasted like medicine. It was so strong. And, then, and so her tea tasted terrible, you know. And so she would serve this tea with the horrible water, unsweetened. And I used to hate, I used to like cry and not want to go. Oh, well, I don't want to go to there. And it's like, I didn't even tell my parents. It's because the water's so bad, right? There's nothing um, uh, to drink. Now, People need water. You need hydration. And you will get it in one way or the, the other. You, you know, you're drinking something, all right? So I, I'll tell you my, my routine, two cups of coffee every morning. When I say two cups, I'm talking about 10-ounce cups, not just a little bitty cup. Two cups of coffee every morning. And it's good for everybody that I have my two cups of coffee every morning. And uh, that's just a normal routine. Others of you, you know, you got your own thing. Um, so my, my wife, she's, she'll drink, she just starts off with water straight up. I don't know what the deal is with that, you know. Uh, I'm not even ready for water. I'm not ready for anything before coffee. That's the first thing I do. Some of you, I've seen you. It's a Diet Coke. Like, you've got to have a Diet Coke. You've got to have your, you know, whatever it might be. You all have the thing, and you're going, and, you know, you slept all night, you need to drink. Your body craves hydration. And drinking water does a lot of important things for your body. It helps regulate your body temperature. It moistens your eyes and your nose and your mouth. It lubricates your joints. It helps flush waste. It protects your organs and your tissues. It uh, dissolves minerals and nutrients so your body has access to them. It does all kinds of incredible things. And so you need water, right? And so Jeremiah took this need for water and how we have to have some source of water and he equated it to a spiritual need in our lives. And he made a really good point with it. Now, their world was different than ours. We are so blessed. We have uh, complex, awesome water systems where our water goes through all kinds of purification process and all kinds of stuff, and then you can just walk up to a tap in your home and turn a knob, and boom, you've got water. Well, that is not the way it was in his day. So when he's writing this to them, they lived in a very arid area. There were not a lot of uh, options for water. If you look back over history and notice where civilizations sprung up and grew, they grew around bodies of water, places where they had access to fresh water. Understandably, because your body needs water, and so people built where there was water. Well, Israel is an arid place. So, if you had a property that had access to a stream or a river, that was awesome. Better than that was if it had access to some kind of underground fountain, some kind of spring, okay? Have any of you, has anybody here gone to downtown Prattville where there's just a spring and there's a nozzle they got and it's just flowing with water all the time? Has anybody gone to that? You, okay, all right, some of you going spring, Prattville, okay, you can just, you know, it's called Fountain City for a reason, okay? So, 
Uh, if you had on your property access to a fountain of water that would just gush up out of the ground at all times, that would be amazing. Because your next best option was to dig a well. But where they were, if you dug a well at my house, you could dig down about six feet and you would just have all the water. I mean, this is the water tables right there at my house. Okay, But where they lived, oh, we're talking about a major construction project with a well that would have to be very, very deep. And so that wasn't easy to do. A whole community would do that. It was very, very odd for just one individual to do that. So a whole community of people might dig a well. The other option for you would be to carve out what they called a cistern. And a cistern was this thing that they would carve out of rock, a solid rock, and make a place to hold water and catch rainwater. So they're literally just catching rainwater during the winter rainy season. So they might have water during the dry season. And a cistern, was a, that's a sketchy, difficult thing to do because it would dry up. It would get, I mean, what would happen in your yard if you just had, you know, a bucket of water, you know, catching, well, it gets filled with animals and bugs and all kinds of whatever, creepy crawlies, and I know what would happen in my yard, it would get filled with mosquitoes. I was like, oh, here, here's a place for mosquitoes to dwell, right? So the, the options were very limited, and one of the main options that you would have if you didn't have a river or stream or a fountain, a spring, is to dig a cistern. And so Jeremiah starts making an argument. And his argument is that you and I, if we are choosing to follow Jesus Christ, all right, I'm a Christian, and sometimes that word is kind of overused or you know, misdefined. So I, I always like to talk about that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what I mean by Christian. And what I mean by that is He is the Lord of my life. I didn't just go to Jesus for salvation, you know, save me from my sins, forgive me, help me escape from hell like I want the Savior, but that you are not just Savior, you're Lord of my life. I am following you every day. You're the one that is my guide. We have a relationship if I was equating it to water, I would say, I'm drinking from this fountain every day, right? Like, how often are you drinking? Well, I had my two cups of coffee this morning, right? As when we get out of here and I go to lunch, I'm going to drink with lunch. I'll drink water with lunch. Some of you are tea drinkers, some of whatever, you know, and I, you know, drink with lunch. And later on this afternoon, I'll probably crack open one of my uh, sparkling waters. I like those. I like those carbonated waters, right? And I'll drink one of those, you know, and then for dinner I'll have something. And like, you know, we drink throughout the day. And he says, that's the kind of relationship I really want with you. That I'm Lord of your life and that you're constantly connecting with me. All right? So here was Jeremiah's argument. The problem is, is that the Lord... As he's leading you, sometimes that gets challenging. 
gets challenging. The Lord, as he's leading you, sometimes says, Hey, Jim, we're not doing this anymore. Uh, Jim, you need to change that right there. Jim, that's not, we need to leave that behind, right? Hey, that attitude needs fixing. Well, that's uncomfortable. I don't like that when I'm being corrected, right? The other side of that is he's leading me not away from something, but to something, right? He's like, I have something I need you to take care of. I have something for you to do. I have an assignment for you. And sometimes if that assignment, right, is not easy, it's difficult, it's challenging. You know, I love assignments that are, you know, right in my wheelhouse, right? Aren't those great? Hey, you know, if you came to me and you said, Jim, we really need you today. Um, see, the issue is the Dallas Cowboys are playing today and uh, my friend needs somebody to sit and watch the game with him. Is there any way you could do that? Could you set aside your other things and do that? I'm like, not only can I do that, I'll explain to Perlene, like, I've got to go. Unfortunately, he doesn't often give me those kind of assignments. You know, it's assignment and a challenge and a something that pushes me and helps me grow or needs me to do something, you know, and so I'm in one of those situations. So the same is true for all of us. He's Lord of my life. I'm drinking from this fountain every day. But the problem is, is that he's often leading me away for something or to something. Or the problem is sometimes... I just don't want that. I want to do my thing. And so I go over here and do my thing. And yes, you're here and it's Sunday morning and I'm so glad you are. I hope you come back every week and worship with us and we sing together and worship together and you hear God's word and, and I hope you go to small group and connect there. and all, I mean, awesome. But there's so many times where Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we're not drinking from the fountain. We're not connecting with God. We're just doing our own thing. And so Jeremiah makes this argument with him. He said, listen, let's say a person owned a piece of property, and on the property it had a fountain of a spring, a a spring of, of clear, tasty water. He said you would never, ever, in their setting, in their time, you would never, ever, ever sell that piece of property to buy a piece of property that their water system was a cistern that you had to dig out Catch rainwater, hope you caught enough, hope it would last you, hope it would stay clean. You would never, ever trade this because this is an essential for your life. Like this is the most important thing in your life. You would never trade that. And what he's, what he's equating that to is that's what it's like if you and I, instead of following Jesus every day, and drinking of that fountain every day, we decide, you know, I'm just going to go do, I'm just going to, I'm not going to listen to God during the week. I'll check back in with him later when something's going on. I'm just going to kind of do my thing. Or he's asking me to do something different. I don't want to do that. 
So I'll just do my thing. He said it makes no sense. If you're a fill-in-the-blank person, the word in your blank is illogical. It would be illogical. It would make no sense. It would be insane. It doesn't make any sense if you have a spring that's a constant supply of fresh water to trade it for a cistern. You wouldn't do it. Let me read to you. Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 10. He said, Has anyone ever heard of anything as strange as this? Has any nation ever traded its gods for new ones, even though they're not gods at all? Let me, let me start with that. In other words, he's saying, even a, even a group of people that is worshiping a god that's not even a real god, they don't change gods. They just stick with their god. He says, but you, he says, my people, have exchanged their glorious god for worthless idols. The heavens are shocked at such a thing and shrink back in horror and dismay, says the Lord. For my people have done two evil things. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. He said it doesn't make sense. He's saying, guys, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, to check out on Jesus, just check out, and not consult with Him, not talk with Him, not commune with Him, not spend daily time with Him. We're not talking about just daily. You don't drink once a day. He's using water as an analogy. It's a great analogy. I'm like, you're talking to Him at breakfast, you're talking to Him at lunch, you're talking to Him at dinner, you're talking to Him like as often as you drink. Like some of you drinking some of you got it with you. Like you just held it up a while ago. You got your drink with you, right? And you're, you're walking around with it, you're carrying it around with you. And He says, that's the relationship I want to have with you. But sometimes what we do, and we know it, look, you know it. You're here right now, and there's some of us like, we don't really think about God again. We don't connect with Jesus again till next Sunday or the next time something comes up or we just do our thing we just get up in the morning we get ready we go through our routine we go to work or school or wherever we've got to go and we do stuff and we deal with stuff and we're not even thinking about what we talked about last week where God makes appointments for us in our life we're not checking, we don't know, the, we're not recognizing the appointments, we're just doing our thing. And we deal with stuff, and we have issues, and, you know, things are going down around us, and we're having to make decisions, and have conversations, and dealing with all kinds of stuff, we all do. Nothing's ever smooth, Right? And then the day winds up and ends, and as it ends, you, you know, you're watching your screen or this screen or whatever to kind of entertain yourself as the day ends and then we go to bed and we get up and we repeat and we're like what was the whole what about you and the lord that day not not there right and so he says it doesn't make sense if you know jesus like it makes sense if you don't know jesus Right? If you don't know Jesus, like if, if the cistern is all you've ever known and that's all you ever had, and that it's like Aunt B's well. I thought the water was nasty. Aunt B and her family, it's just water to them. Like they didn't know. 
That's what they were used to. But if you know what good, clean water tastes like, and then you're presented with something that's not, you go like, ugh, no thank you, right? Who are the sweet tea lovers in this place? Raise your hand. Let me just see the sweet tea lovers in this place. All right, thank you. All right, you sweet tea lovers, I'm going to tell you what happens. You've ordered tea before in a restaurant, and they brought you tea, and it looked like what you wanted, and you put a big gulp in your mouth, and it was unsweet tea. And how did you feel about that? And it is unresolvable. And what crazy person looked at you and went, there's sugar on the table. That does not work. It has never worked. This has to go back to the source. You've got to start from scratch, right? So he said, like, it just doesn't make sense if this is what you want and this is what you taste and this is what you know and you're drinking something else and you're offered something else. It is not the same. And it will never be the same. And it makes no sense to go to that. He carries it a step further. Okay, He says, actually worse than trading a spring for a cistern would be trading for a cracked or broken cistern. Let me read that verse to you again. Chapter 2, verse 13. They have abandoned me, the fountain of living water, and they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. So here's why a person might do this. See, the problem is I have a fountain on my property, but it's way over there. It's on the back side. The house is here next to the road, and we have, to, we have to carry our buckets, and we have to go way back there. It's always there and awesome. But this property over here, we've got a cistern dug, and it's right there. It's so much easier. Yeah, it seems easier. Till the drought comes, till there's a problem, and I go to it, and now, I mean, I'm just dependent on my own resources. That's why you go through a week or a month, and you're not really connecting with God. You're not really talking to the Lord. It's like because you're just handling everything yourself. You're not paying any attention to it till there's no water in the cistern. Till now you're thirsty, and there's nothing to drink. Now we have a problem. You're thirsty and there's nothing to drink. What do we do? And so, he says, the problem is you didn't just get a cistern, you got a cracked cistern. It's hewn out of rock, it's catching water, but underneath that water there's a crack and it is seeping water out and you don't realize it, but it's just a matter of time and this is what's going to happen to you. Let me read to you Jeremiah 14, verse 3. The nobles send their servants for water. They go to the cisterns but find no water. They return with their jars unfilled, dismayed, and despairing. They cover their heads in grief. They don't have another option. There's no more water. And they've been relying on this. Okay? It doesn't work. If you go somewhere else to satisfy that spiritual longing, that spiritual vacancy, that thing in your life, it doesn't work. Because here's the third fact. Everyone is seeking to quench their thirst. Everyone. In other words, 
everyone has a God. Even people who say they have no God, right? It's like, I don't, you know, some people say like, yeah, I believe in Christ. I'm just not all, you know, I'm not all in like crazy, you know, whatever. I'm not super religious or whatever. Or people who even say like, I don't follow, you know, I'm not into that. No, no, no. Everyone has a God. Everyone has a decision-making system. Everyone has a value system. Everyone has things in their life that, that this supersedes that, this supersedes that. Everybody has those things, right? And you make decisions based on those things. The problem is not probably for anybody in this room that Jesus Christ didn't in that line. You know, you're a believer. You believe in Jesus, right? You follow him. You want it, whatever. The problem is if he's not Lord. The argument Jeremiah is making is that we, if we're running to other things, if other things are making the decision, well, what kind of things would make that decision? Money. Money can make the decision. You know, I have to do what this is, you know, I'm doing the math and this is what I got to do. Doesn't matter what God says, this is what I got to do. Or family, relationships. Well, I know what I should do, I know what God wants me to do, but this relationship, this situation, I need to do this. I need to try to work this out. I need to whatever. And so we just bend and do it's our job. Well, you know, I got to keep, the, I got to have my job, I got to whatever, and so I'll just do this. Sometimes it's just ourself. I want what I want, you know? And so, we all have a God. We all have something that is in charge. You, you can't choose no God as an option. You can't choose not to drink, not to hydrate. Go ahead, make that choice. I'll come visit you in the hospital on Thursday. Because it's just not an option. Now, you can go drink other things, and some of us actually make some really unhealthy choices with our drinking. Probably the worst of which, probably not what you think I'm going to say, the worst of which is based off sweet, syrupy, something like that, right? Like, oh my goodness, like it's filled with sugar and it's whatever, and you're drinking six Cokes a day, and you're just... You know, it is not good for you, right? We do those things. Look, I understand my two cups of coffee were laced heavily with flavored creamer, okay? <laughs> like I'm, you know. But we, we make these choices and we choose other things. Even though water's best, we, we want this because it's got that flavor in it. We like this and we like this. And I'm not, I don't care what you drink. But there's a spiritual connection here. That there's something ideal, but we tend to chase after these other things. And what, what, what Jeremiah said is, you're chasing after other things. He equate, Listen to verse 18. He said, what have you gained by your alliances with Egypt and your covenants with Assyria? And then he put the little water thing in there. He said, what good to you are the streams of the Nile or the waters of the Euphrates? Both those civilizations had their big rivers, and they built up around them. And he says, the truth is, we're here that's a long way away. You can't take your bucket and go fill up there. 
but you're relying on something that's not reliable. And you're, you're running away from God. And he says the problem is, when there's trouble, you'll run back to God. That's the fourth fact I wanted to share with you. You will come back to God, the real God, over and over when trouble comes. I might go all week long and not really talk to God, not connect with God, not drink from the fountain, you know. And I might go, look, some of us went July, August, and September, you know. And that daily relationship and walking with Him and allowing Him to transform my life and to lead me into those appointments we talked about last week and, you know, serving Him and He is my Lord. And I'm not doing that, right? I'm just kind of doing my thing. But I still believe in Him, so I go to church on Sunday and, you know, and I believe. But that daily, He's Lord of my life. No, unfortunately, there's a lot of other things that are Lord of my life. Until trouble comes. And when trouble comes, we are, we're all in. Because now, my normal resources, my cistern, is empty. There's no water there. It can't handle it. It can't do it. It doesn't have, there's nothing there for me. And it doesn't work. And everything I normally rely on, it won't work in this situation. So since nothing else that I normally do will work, now I go to God. We even say stuff like this. We actually say, is there anything I can do? If there's nothing else I can do, I will pray. Right? And we live our lives like that. Well, I'll just do, I'll just do, I'll do. If there's nothing else I'll do, then I'll drink from the living water. He says, you'll come back over and over again. The unfortunate thing in Jeremiah 2 is that he says that the Lord says, they turn their backs on me, verse 27, but in times of trouble they cry out to me, come and save us. But why not call on these gods you've made, on the cisterns you've made? When trouble comes, let them save you. So the final thing I want to say is to you is there is a fountain of living water. There's a fountain of living water that we can drink from over and over throughout the day. And I'll skip from chapter 2 all the way to chapter 17 where Jeremiah says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. That's a good description of what he's talking about. You're walking with the Lord. You trust Him. Your hope is in Him. Your confidence is in Him. Throughout the day, he said, they're like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. And those trees, they're not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green. They never stop producing fruit. They're connected. They're connected. Are you connected this morning? Are you connected to Jesus Christ? He is my Lord and my Savior, and I am connected to Him. I mean, like, I'll take, my two cups of coffee in the morning are important. So I didn't realize it, but we were running out of coffee. Perlene asked me a question. Sometimes your wives ask you these little innocuous questions. You don't know what, you know what it is. She asked me, she said, hey, how many cups of coffee do you drink every day? And I said, two. And she goes, okay. And then, like, a few hours later, she goes, like, I was just adding up to make sure you had enough coffee to last the weekend. Because she knew. We don't want to go through the weekend and Jim not have enough coffee. Like We want to make sure he's got his two cups every morning, right? 
So she was adding up, do I have enough for six cups of coffee Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Okay, we got to make sure. You know, and I, look, guess what? I got 120 cups of coffee at the house right now because we went and got coffee, right? Because I'm going to make sure, right? Do you make sure? Do you keep your stash of your drink so that I can have it anytime I want? Because over and over again, he said, I'm the fountain of living water. Connect with me this afternoon and then later on this evening and then tonight before you go to bed and then first thing when you wake up in the morning and then mid-morning, you know, it's like drinking water. And if you do that, when a drought comes, you're not turned around going, oh no, the cistern's empty. Oh no, 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 no. You're connected to the fountain of living water. You know, one day Jesus was at a well and there was a woman there and he was talking to her and he said to her, everyone who drinks from this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water, I will give them. And he was talking about a spiritual relationship, right? Whoever drinks of this water, I, I give them, will be, it will become in them a spring of water welling up into eternal life. There are no other good options. It doesn't make any sense if you believe in Jesus Christ. Why wouldn't you drink from the fountain of living water all throughout the day? That's my challenge to you. This week could be totally different from you if you drink from the fountain of living water all throughout the day. Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Why? He's my Lord. He's my fountain. I'm not trading that in for a cistern. No. He's there for you. And He alone can quench your thirst. He alone is worthy. He alone gave His life for your sins. He alone can lead you and guide you. He alone knows the right path. Jesus Christ alone is worthy of our praise. That's what we're going to sing right now. We're going to sing about Jesus. And He alone is worthy. Can I pray for you before we sing? Dear Lord, I pray that we would recognize who You are as the one and only. And Lord, help us to, to grow into a pattern of connecting with You over and over again throughout the day. Remind us with every sip we take of every drink we drink, of our favorite drink, as, as we take it in and enjoy it, let us think about our relationship with you. That we drink you in over and over and over. And we never, ever trade you out for something that will never satisfy and will never be reliable. Lord, we want to connect with you. You alone are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Kusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at kusadabaptist.org for directions and more information about our church.